Hello, fighters. Can everybody see us okay? If you can see us, type into the chat. If you can hear us, let us know. Uh, we're coming to you live. I'm coming from Bali and Xenia's streaming in from Adelaide. Welcome, mm -hmm. Xenia. Adelaide, Australia. Thanks for having me. We've got a special mm -hmm. guest, Xenia, tonight. We are talking about property management and we're going to be diving into the seven tips for managing rental properties. Look, there's a lot we need to get through tonight. So we'll get started. So welcome, Xenia. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and um, the company. We've got the Rent by Repeat. Yep, yep. So we've got a brand new company coming up with yourself. Um, so that's really exciting, Christina. So, um, oh, this, I'm just seeing that there's there's a few people that have joined us. So that, that's Fantastic. really exciting. As awesome, well. awesome. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. Yes, we've, uh, we're launching uh, Buy, Rent, Repeat. Yes. Yep, Property yep, we're, we're launching that. Um, it, so I have got over 20 years' experience as a property manager. So I have ran um, a few different uh, real estate companies. So we're, we're launching uh, a brand new one. So it will be the, the same systems and the same people as the company that I'm that I'm running now, except we're going to have yourself, um, Christina, involved. So what that means is that there's going to be a, a bit of an, an overlap with um, with positive properties. So you have access to Christina and her knowledge. Um, I'm a property manager, so I can physically manage a property, uh, but I you know I can't guide people to buy more properties and. Uh, you know the, the things that you do, so it'll be exciting to have have that partnership. And yeah, hundred percent. It's been something yeah. that I've I've been manifesting. I feel like almost for the past mm -hmm. ten years because I've always loved property investing. I'm always going to invest in property, but then once you get a property, it's sort of like how do you manage that property? Mm -hmm. And the number one thing you must do in order to create passive income is you must get your investments under professional property management. I can't say that enough because you don't want to be left with doing all that management side of things. Absolutely. That's not your forte. You're there to invest in property. You're not there to manage the property. Yeah, abs absolutely, absolutely. And we see so many people that, that get things wrong. So you get a, a contract wrong or you don't follow the correct legislation or you didn't know that the legislation has changed. And, um, you know, all of the, like, SACA or all of the um, the things that that regulate re legislation around Australia are very trigger happy with with issuing fines and the fines in South Australia at the moment are up to fifty thousand dollars. Wow, um, getting yeah. something wrong. So you, you definitely need need a property manager to keep keep on top of legislation um, as well as everything else. Oh, 100%. And you're not there to worry about tenants. You're not there to fix anything wrong with the property. Um, and you really want to leave that to the professionals at the end of the day. That's why you're thinking who, not how. You're thinking of how can I get the right person in the right seat managing my asset? Because you've got basically, you know, a $500,000 to a million dollar asset mm -hmm. there. So it's pretty important that you get proper professional management helping you out. Absolutely, absolutely. So what you should do is hand over the keys, hand over a bank account and walk away. The property manager does everything else. Mm, absolutely. And we're going to dive into the seven tips for managing rental properties. So what's first on the list? 
have we got? Okay, well, these are not in no particular order. I've just written down seven, seven. Random order. The random order. Uh, but what's what's really really important, I think, is is cleaning. Um, get getting the property properly cleaned at the beginning of the tenancy, and yeah. the reason is it's because, like you said, five hundred to a million dollar asset. Yeah. And um, have you heard of the graffiti effect? Yes, only because of you, though. But for those viewers who are joining us, you may or may not have. Type in the chat. Let us know if you've heard of the graffiti effect. This is a really interesting psychology and understanding what hear about this concept because um, the first time I heard about it, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. Yeah, so so it's a a social studies um, thing that was done where uh, buildings that have had graffiti on them, if the councils left it there, within time it, that, that wall would have a lot of graffiti and holes and, and things like that because it sends the message that um, we disrespect this property. And I suppose, Christina, have you ever walked into a house that is miraculously clean, like really, really clean, and the floors are shining and all of that. I mean, one of the first things that I do is I always say, should I take my shoes off? You know? (laughs) Yes, I love clean houses. Me personally, I'm a neat freak. I've got a bit of OCD. I always like my environment to be tidy and clean and clutter-free because that means I can just think clearly when I'm in a clean environment. So I I really notice, especially uh, when I walk into a clean house, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you, so you respect that that cleanliness that, that is there from the beginning. Uh, but if you walk into somewhere and there's like dog hairs all over the floor and you know it's a bit shabby, you're not going to ask, "Should I take my shoes off?" Because the first thing that you're going to think is these people don't really respect their house as, as much as somebody that's clean, or they could be busy or whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is. But psychologically, you don't have that same respect for the for the property. And same with properties at the beginning of a tenancy, if you don't actually have it cleaned really, really well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you leave, you know, a handprint here and, you know, a dusty blind there and, you know, a few marks on the windows, a few burn marks on the oven, you know, all of, all of that kind of thing, the tenant's going to notice that and think, well, you know, they don't really care. That yeah, mark. that's it true. Doesn't really matter. I can leave ten marks at the end and and whatever. So one mark, one hand mark is going to turn into ten, and then you know by the end of about five years, that property is going to be trashed. Wow. Um, so and it, they get trashed a lot more sooner than a property that is clean and detailed mm-hmm. um, between tenancies. So I like I like properties to be completely detailed between tenancies, just like you would detail a car. Um, yeah. sell it absolutely so getting that thorough deep clean that proper end of lease clean and look an end of lease clean is very different to just your everyday clean yeah it's a thorough in-depth clean where they go over the skirting boards they go over everything you know take marks off the walls like it's the clean that gets the house to the next level yeah yeah and that is exactly how you would like to be presenting it to yeah. the next level so I would be looking at my ingoing inspection. So whoever's managing your property, make sure that they don't have, you know, dust on blind or, you mm. know, I lose my mind in my office if I see my property managers writing, you know, there was dust on the skirting boards. You know, I make them carry spray and wipe and 
carry a Windex. It's like they have a little like utility belt, and instead of having like hammers and things like that in it, they've got like a Windex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if it's going to be ten minutes, they can they can do it. That that's fine. I would rather them spend ten minutes cleaning it and then taking a photo, uh, yeah. rather than um, rather than actually just sitting there writing that it's dusty because if they do that um that shows that the the property was not in a good condition at the beginning of the tenancy and then it's very hard to charge cleaning at the end you know if it's going to be more than 10 minutes we get a cleaner in so i don't expect property managers to sit there on their hands and knees and clean um, skirting boards but if it's going to be like a simple thing a light shade or something Mm -hmm. like that you know just just quickly get it cleaned and take photos um yeah, I just don't want to see any any clean marks or unclean marks in my ingoing inspections. You know, I, I don't mind them documenting something that is that is broken, Absolutely. you know, like a, a mark on a bench or something like that because you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, the bench is dirty, for God's sake. Get, exactly. Get Whatever's in their control, they should just fix, especially if it's a quick fix. So that's something you and your team um, would do. You'd obviously help organise the end of lease cleans. Absolutely, yep. yep. We've got our own in-house cleaners um, yep. and I would send them back eight times sometimes, you know, that, wow. that make sure that they're, they're in a really good condition. High standards. It's high a very high standard. Yep, yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, what's next on the list? Okay, so the number one, um, I, I want I want people to try and guess what is the number one expense on a property. Number one expense on a property, well, I would say the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, that that probably is. Um, but the number one expense that you can actually help um, is is vacancies. Uh, so, and this is yes. people don't agent fees. No, not agent fees. User. Uh, no. <laughs> maintenance, yeah, maintenance. Vacancies, yeah. Vacancies okay. are, so are, no one's are, paying rent weekly, so you've got yeah, that vacancy. They are they are an invisible expense. Look, I'm I'm dealing with a landlord at the moment, and um, you know, I was I was speaking to her today, and she said, oh, "I'm so glad you're kicking my butt." Um, because you know she's going around around the property. The property became vacant about four weeks ago. It's five hundred dollar a week property became vacant about four weeks ago. Um, they fixed some skirting boards or whatever. She's going around trying to find other things to fix. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I was saying to her, "Can we get it rented? Can we get it rented? I've got applications on this property. You know, I want to I want to get it rented." And she's and and she's saying to me, "Oh, you know, just one more week um, because I want to try and do this and I want to try and do that." And you know, do you think I should put a bigger air conditioner in? And I just got her on the phone today and I said, "Don't do anything else. Just stop. Mm-hmm. You've already lost two thousand dollars." Wow. You know, um, in the last week, and, and she said, "Oh." And then she rang me back again in the afternoon saying, oh, I've never thought of it that way. I didn't, didn't ever think that I just lost $2,000. Yeah. Um, I said, stop throwing money at this property. Uh, yeah. If the air conditioner breaks, then you can put another air conditioner. Yeah. Like, you need to put air conditioners. You don't stop trying to find things to, to, to pay for the, for the property. Um, so, yeah, vacancies are an invisible expense. Mm-hmm. That's... Um, it's probably why you need a really good property manager as well because absolutely getting that property marketed and rented out quickly 
that's a key to your success. You want to get yeah. that property and have a tenant move in as soon as possible so you can start getting that rent into your bank account. Yep, yep. And look, if there's little things to fix, don't wait. Don't mm. wait to fix those little things, especially with new properties. You guys are doing a lot of new properties and uh, we've got one of your clients that, that actually just came over and there were a few little things that the, the builder had not done um and they wanted to wait and i said no we'll get a tenant in there and then we'll work with the builder while the tenant is in there to fix those little things as long as those little things don't make the property unlivable yeah you know, there is no reason to wait absolutely you don't want to delay that process of anyone moving in at all especially over something like small like a light bulb or whatever it is yeah yeah light fittings you know curtains at the don't back. let that hold you back um yeah. your number one priority should be to get your property under professional management and then get it rented out as soon as possible yeah. and minimize minimize vacancies yeah so a good property manager would also uh use the 28 days notice between mm -hmm. tenancies so if a tenant is not renewing their lease they have to give you 28 days notice. So within those 28 days, the, the property manager should be advertising the property and showing tenants through before the, the last tenant moves out. Right, yeah, that's a great um, fail safe that you've got in place there as part of your procedures. Um, so that's what I love about your rental system and how you manage properties because um, you've got the experience, you've got the runs on the board and you know all the best practices and what to do to set that property up for success. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And we've probably got time to talk about maybe one more on the list and obviously we're going to talk about the rest of the seven things in our private group, which we're going to be joining very shortly, but just quickly one last thing on the list one last thing are there any requests any requests yeah let us know air conditioning what if i recommend installing a split system even though the room has a fan and panel heater would you follow that advice is it just throwing money away i would say that if there's no split system and they have seen the property before they moved in it is just throwing money away uh you can you can actually put a split yeah. system in for the next tenants, I know it sounds terrible, uh, but put a split system in and then increase the rent for the next tenants. But but these ones that are already in there, you don't have to. So it's not you're not legally you're not legally obligated to put something in the property that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. since we've gone down that track, let's talk about maintenance. Then. Okay, maintenance. Um, yes. You know, so everything on the property has to be working. So that is legislation and uh, the governing bodies around Australia come down very hard on landlords that do not do maintenance. That means that if there is a, a split system and it's broken, you have to replace it. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, if the front door is not locking, you that that is actually an emergency, you have to get that fixed because yeah. everything has to be lockable. That's uh, fair. The property needs to be in good working order because um, you've got someone living in there, you know, you've got families living in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but if they request, um, you know, you take the split system air conditioner out and then add ducted air conditioning, or in our case, they didn't want a electric hot water service, they wanted a gas one, and they kept demanding and demanding and eventually took the landlord to court, 
got nowhere. We knew they were going to get nowhere. Um, but, you know, this this is what tenants do. And landlords have a right to say, no, mm-hmm. that's what was in it. You inspected the property. That that's That's what's there. It's working. I don't have to replace it. You can if you want, but you don't have to. Yeah, I think it needs to be like a fair and reasonable request. And obviously, like you said, if something wasn't there, uh, you're not obligated as a landlord to then provide that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay, fantastic. We might have time to sneak in one more. I think we've gone through three things so far on the list of the seven. We've got about four minutes left. Four minutes. Okay, quickly. Insurance. <laughs> insurance. Yes, this is a big one, guys. Insurance. So you need the correct landlord's insurance. Um, there are three companies that we use. We use TerraShare, we use PI Plus, and we use EBM. Do not use a supermarket insurance. And by that, I mean bank. <laughs> right. So use the ones that are recommended by your bank. It doesn't matter who you use for building insurance. I'm talking about landlord's insurance, and the difference is that building insurance insures the building. Landlord's insurance insures the piece of paper that you call the lease agreement. They're two separate things, guys. It's very important you understand that. Yeah, yeah. So if you get a tenant paying $500 a week for 12 months, um, that insurance insures that you're going to receive an income of $500 a week for 12 months. So if the um, if the tenant defaults, if they say you're in South Australia and the tenant defaults because they they got a job in Melbourne and they have absconded, um, left the property, and it takes usually it say six weeks. Um, if they if they're going to abscond to Melbourne, most of the time they leave their furniture and everything behind. So it leaves a, a cleaning job for the agent. So we'll go in there, dump that furniture, get rid of everything. Um, get it get it re-rented and then the landlord's insurance will kick in and they will actually pay the six-week vacancy. Okay. So remember vacancies are a huge expense. So having having insurance that's yeah, going you to need that landlord insurance just to cover you when it comes to those potential vacancies. So that's super important. Um, and getting an understanding of how that can save you, you know, thousands of dollars is really crucial to your property success. Yeah. Uh, and somebody said I was surprised by how cheap it is to get landlord's insurance. It's a one price, so it's not on the value of the house. So it's usually about three hundred and fifty dollars a year. So mm-hmm. it's not even a, it's a no brainer when you think about oh, it. Total no brainer, absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of our Facebook Live. Thank you so much for joining us, Sanya. We've got to jump into our private group with our members now to talk about the rest of these seven things. And I can see lots of people have put some questions in. Don't worry, our team will get to you. We'll go in and answer your questions. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us tonight and good night. And thanks for all your questions. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.